You are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number 78. Today's topic, Seeing Jesus Face to Face. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again. It is so nice to have you here listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about seeing Jesus face to face. But before we get started, I want to let you know that there are two special announcements I'll be making at the end of this episode, so please stay tuned till the very end. Let's get into our episode about seeing Jesus face to face. When is that going to happen? The other day, I was talking to a friend about the Bible, which is obviously something I like to do, and we were sharing some ideas about how different people live their lives and the challenges we often face. This friend is a very sincere Christian and has often said to me that in light of all the problems in the world and all the struggles that he is dealing with personally, he really looks forward to dying sooner than later, going to heaven and seeing Jesus face to face. And he says with a big longing sigh, won't that be wonderful? It's not the first time he's made this remark. He says it actually quite a bit. It's really at the top of his wish list to die, go to heaven, and see Jesus. And he's not alone in this desire to see Jesus face-to-face in heaven. The summer after my sophomore year in college, I sold Bibles door-to-door in North Carolina and Tennessee. Monday through Saturday, we knocked on doors all day long selling Bibles. And then on Sunday, we'd get together for a little informal worship service. And one of the songs that everyone loved to sing had this same idea of wanting to see Jesus face to face. Here's how it went. Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful place. Hallelujah. We'd sing this through five or six times in rounds with three or four part harmony. And the sincerity and earnestness of this deep heartfelt desire was very tangible. The way they sang it meant that they couldn't wait to die and go to heaven so they could see Jesus. I have a different take on this whole idea of seeing Jesus face to face. It has come in part from talking to this friend of mine who just wants to die. He says, I can't wait to see Jesus. And this feeling became even stronger when his mother passed on several years ago. In fact, right after her death, he was praying to die so he could be with her in heaven. He had never married, and he missed her terribly. And, of course, he would get to see Jesus, too. This friend and I talk 
pretty much once a week. And over many months and years, I have encouraged him to live one day at a time and to see what purpose God has for him here on earth right now. And he has gradually come to see that there's still a lot of good that he can do here on earth. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Now, he calls himself a prayer warrior and has quite a list of people that he prays for. It's given him a whole new sense of purpose to his life. So I've been thinking a lot about this idea of dying to get to see Jesus in heaven. It's actually what a lot of people live for. Sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? So my question for you is, why do we think we have to die before we can see Jesus? There's actually a much better way to see Jesus, and we don't have to wait until later. Jesus never said we had to die before we could see him. In fact, I am more and more convinced that you don't get to heaven by dying. You only get to heaven by living, living the love of Christ in your daily walk and talk, the way you think, the way you treat others, the way you obey Jesus' commandments. Jesus never said we have to die to get to heaven. He said repeatedly that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He told his disciples to preach that gospel, that good news, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand to everyone they talked to. And later he said that the kingdom of God is within us. You can find a couple of those places in Matthew 4:17 and Luke 17:21. It seems like a reasonable thing to want to see Jesus. So Let's talk just a minute about this desire to see Jesus and where it comes from. Well, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer, but I do think that it partly has something to do with we want to be recognized as having been faithful to Jesus. We want to hear that assurance from Christ. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. That's Matthew 25, 21. We want that assurance that we've done a good job, or mostly a good job. But actually, just seeing Jesus isn't the full answer to what our heart desires. There were a lot of people living in Jesus' time who saw him personally, but they didn't really see him. They didn't see who he was. A lot of the scribes and Pharisees fell into this camp. And even his disciples who saw him on a daily basis were still afraid at times. When they were caught in a storm out on the Sea of Galilee, and they could see Jesus asleep at the rear end of the boat, they were still frightened. They saw Jesus there, but it didn't solve their problem. It's not just about seeing Jesus, but seeing who he is. It's not just about being with Jesus personally, physically, but following in his footsteps here and now. You've probably heard Jesus' prophecy of the sheep and the goats a thousand times, and I have mentioned it before on the Bible Speaks to You podcast, but I'm going to refer to it one more time. You can read this in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. The king sitting on the throne is separating the sheep from the goats. He honors the sheep 
and defines them as those who have ministered to him, but they say they never saw him and they weren't aware that they had helped him. Jesus opens their eyes to realize that every time they did something to help someone else, they were actually doing it to him. Well, that was quite a surprise to them, but it was not as much of a surprise as it was to the goats, those who had not ministered to their fellow man by visiting them in prison, feeding or clothing them, taking care of them, that sort of thing. These goats protested that they had never seen Jesus to minister to him, or they would have. But Jesus said pointedly, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Whoa, that's quite a rebuke, and it comes pretty close to us today. How many times have I walked right past Jesus and not helped him? How many times have I walked past someone who needed help and I didn't do anything to reach out to them? Well, I'm guilty of that many, many times. I'll ask you the same question. How many times have you walked right past Jesus and not helped him? I've gotten better at this over the years. I reach out more freely to the homeless. I have a weekly prison ministry. Well, until the pandemic hit, I haven't been to the prison in about a year, and I really hope to get back to that as soon as possible. I'm working to cultivate a genuine love for all mankind, and I try to take that with me when I leave the comfort of my own home. You know, it's easy to love your fellow man when you're at home in your prayer chair. It's not always so easy when you go out into the world and have to deal with real-life people, but that's what Jesus expects us to do. There are times, though, when I have encountered someone on the street that I've been able to help or someone in prison that I've been working with, and I realize, wow, I just had a Jesus moment. God provided such a special answer to their needs through me, and later I realized, well, I kind of did that to Jesus. I was doing that to Jesus. And it left this wonderful feeling in my heart. Now, I still have a long way to go on this, and I imagine we all do. If you ever catch yourself thinking that you won't see Jesus face to face until after you die and go to heaven, please look at this from a different perspective. You do not have to wait until that moment to see Jesus face to face. Because Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand, there's no waiting to get to heaven. We're already living in the kingdom of heaven now, and it is living in us. We just have to open our eyes to that. Now, that's not what the world tells us. The world says that God's kingdom and power and love and grace and salvation is later, always later. But Jesus said, nope, it's here right now. The best way to see Jesus is to see him in everyone you meet. Treat everyone the way you would treat Jesus. Now, hey, I know that's easier said than done, but I do believe it's possible. It's certainly a goal to strive toward. The next time someone asks you for help, or the next time you see someone who needs help, just imagine that you are actually face-to-face with Jesus. He just put on a homeless person costume, or a sick person costume, or a troublesome employee costume, 
or any one of the many costumes that he may put on that look like someone we don't want to deal with. If you really knew it was Jesus, how would you respond? This works for your family and friends as well, especially the ones that seem needy or harder to love. And we've all got people like that in our lives. I think what Jesus is really asking us to do is to love our fellow man as much as we love him. And Jesus says we should love each other the way that he loves us. And then he says that he loves us the way the Father loves him. So so we should be loving everyone the way God loves Jesus. This is not just human love. It's not some human emotion. It's a divine spiritual power and presence of God himself, the God who is love. This is the way we are to look at people and see people and love people and help people, to treat everyone like they are Jesus with love and respect and courtesy. What would happen in the politics and the government and your school and your church, your family, your business? What would happen if just one or two people started doing this? You can be that person to start this process of loving the way Jesus loved, treating the people that you meet every day as if they were Jesus, seeing the Christ in each one of these people and ministering to that, loving that, nurturing that in that person. Did you ever think that when you decided to follow Jesus that it would be so much work and require so much unselfishness? Sometimes we act like being a Christian just means getting our own life put together and then going about our business, not worrying about anybody else. I mean, how can we help other people if we still are working out our own problems? Well, maybe it's possible that we can all work them out together if we're loving everyone the way Jesus wants us to. It really comes down to love. That's the simple answer. Love. Love everyone like you would love Jesus. That's really not a surprise. That's what his ministry and his life and his teachings were all about. Love for God, love for our fellow man, and love for ourselves. If you love Jesus, if you really love Jesus, you will love your fellow man. You will minister to their needs. You will love your enemies. And the more you love in this way, the more you will love Jesus, and the more you will actually see him in everyone you meet. Right now, today, you don't have to wait. Will you please join me in this effort to treat everyone you meet as if they are Jesus, to love them, to show the respect for them, to minister to them? If Jesus walked up to you and said, I'm thirsty, would you give him a cup of cold water to drink? Of course you would. If he was hungry, you'd say, here. If he needed a place to stay, you would find some way to help him. There is no formula for how this works. It doesn't mean you take every homeless person into your house or you are personally responsible for feeding and clothing every person that needs help. But you can give them love. Start there. Start loving them as if they were Jesus. Open your heart to that and see where God leads you. God will give you ideas that you never had before 
because love opens the door of possibilities. And I would love to hear how you put these ideas into practice. I've had these kinds of things happen to me where I've been able to minister to someone. I talked about this in a very early episode of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. It's called, Are You Afraid to Love as Much as Jesus Did? And I realized that I was. If you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to. It's it's a wonderful experience I had where I was able to minister to someone on the street that normally I would not have talked to. I'll put that link in the show notes. And I would love to hear any experiences you've had when you have seen Jesus face-to-face in someone else. Now for the two special announcements I mentioned at the beginning of this week's episode. First, there's a wonderful opportunity for you to make a big difference in people's lives. One of the places where all the episodes of the Bible Speaks to You podcast is listed is called Podchaser. Between now and the end of April, every time you review an episode on Podchaser, they will make a donation to Meals on Wheels. Meals on Wheels is an organization that delivers a good, wholesome meal to seniors. Here's how it works. When you go to podchaser.com, and I'll put the link in the show notes, every time that you leave a review for this episode or any other episode of The Bible Speaks to You, or any podcast for that matter, Podchaser will donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels. And when I respond to your review, then they will donate another 25 cents. And I make this promise to you that every time you leave a review, I will respond to that review. And that way, together, we'll be giving 50 cents to this program, Meals on Wheels. Now, that may not seem like much, 50 cents, but that will add up. I encourage you to go to podchaser.com, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R.com. In the search bar, type in The Bible Speaks to You, and then leave a review for one or more episodes. Thank you so much. We can make a big difference. Meals on Wheels is a wonderful organization, and I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to support them. The second thing I want to mention is that I'll be teaching a two-part online Bible workshop called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. It's going to be April 17th and 24th. Those are the two last Saturdays in April from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. These are a few of the things that I'm going to cover in the class. What it really means to pray with the mind of Christ and how to look through the same spiritual lens that Jesus looked through And I'm going to talk about one of the main reasons that our prayers often fail to bring healing and solutions to our problems. I'm going to talk about how to regain your inspiration when you feel spiritually bankrupt and your prayers just seem like a bunch of empty words, and how to pray with a spiritual authority and expectation that Jesus prayed with. If those topics sound interesting to you and you would like to learn to pray more effectively, please sign up for this class. Just go to 
prayerfulliving.com, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Click on the Learning Center tab on the menu, then you'll see the announcement for the class, Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. They request that you make a donation to attend this workshop. There's a suggested amount, but you can contribute whatever seems right for you. Again, that's the last two Saturdays in April, the 17th and the 24th, from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. And if you're not able to attend live, the recordings will be available for a whole year. I encourage you to attend. This will be an opportunity to really dig into this mindset of Jesus. You've heard me talk about this a lot on the podcast, but we're going to really dig down deep in this two-part workshop on praying with the mindset of Jesus. I hope you'll attend. We're still working on our prayer project, 21 Ways to Obey Christ in 2021. This is week number 14. And the verse this time comes from the command that Jesus gave that we can obey is from Luke 9.23. And Jesus said to everyone, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That's three very powerful commands, really, in one. Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow Jesus. I don't really think that needs a lot of commentary, so I'll just leave that with you. Let's pray for opportunities to obey this during the week, how to deny ourselves, deny our ego, deny our own personal desires and what we want, so that we can be receptive to what God wants to take up our cross, to face the challenges we need to face, to take a stand for Christ, and then to follow Jesus, to obey his commandments. That's what we're focusing on this week. And as always, I would love to hear any ideas you have or experiences you've had in obeying this command of Jesus. That's Luke 9.23. If you would like to print out the list of 21 ways to obey Christ in 2021, go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 065. You'll see two links there, one for a one-page version and one for a three-page version. Click on the link, check your download folder, and print them out. Thank you so much for listening today to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. If this is the first time you've listened, I encourage you to subscribe. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash podcast. You'll see a form. Fill that out with your name and email, and you'll be on my notification list, and you'll never miss an episode. And as a special thank you, you'll receive a special prayer guide called praying with the mindset of Jesus. As always, I will have all the Bible quotations from this episode in the show notes. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 078. If you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Or if you need a little encouragement in your spiritual journey, please reach out to me. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab. Fill out that form, and I will be in touch. I would love to hear from you. 
and I would really appreciate if you would share this episode with a friend. That's it for today. Thank you again so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you're here listening to these ideas and sharing them with your friends. I've heard from so many of you about the difference it's making in your life, and that really warms my heart because I'm here to help you get to know God better, to learn to pray more effectively, to get a glimpse of this promise that Jesus gave us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And over and above it all, my prayer is that we can start learning together to thinking and praying and acting and living with the mindset of Jesus. Paul said that we have the mind of Christ. Let's start using the mind of Christ in everything we do. It will make a world of difference, not just for us personally, but in everyone we come in contact with. And I think it helps the whole world feel more of God's love. Thanks again so much. I love you all. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a wonderful week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.